Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. Hey guys, it's Ruben from Dub's podcast, Connection Loop. And I'm with Chantel in the virtual interwebs. <laughs> and we, we got some topics to get into here that are, I think, relevant for, for most of us, for, in fact, all of us. And we want to get into this idea of turning weaknesses, turning threats, turning misfortunes into opportunities, and in fact, turning them into our superpowers and unleashing us. So Chantel, please give us a, a bio of yourself and, and let's get into this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for chatting with me. So my story kind of transformed a few years ago. I just had a baby and I was uh, unemployed and the stress ate away at my immune system. I lost my vision, my ability to walk, my ability to hear, um, and really was shook up by my, by my health. Uninsured, which is the worst um, in terms of not having health insurance in the U.S., but it all came down to a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis. And mm. then I had to apply for jobs with a disability because I couldn't see very well and I couldn't walk very well and all these other things. So um, I realized firsthand how many obstacles there are in the job application process, but also how many obstacles there are with unconscious bias in um, you know having people trust me design their work or with their brand strategy because I can't see out of one eye and all these other things. So um, that's a little bit about me and how I got started. I transformed my business around um, just really working for myself and empowering myself, which then I went from unemployable um, to completely sought after professional because of the way I was able to turn my um, chronic illness and disability into um, superpowers or magic. And that's why a lot of people call me the brand sorceress. You'll see that in my LinkedIn title um, because mm. marketing magic is real. Like you can really do a lot with messaging and marketing. So yeah, that's a little bit of a, a brief synopsis. <laughs> so it, I just, this, this positivity that I sense from you, you know, this general vibe that I get from you is that nothing can stop you. I mean, you might run into something and it's a fork in the road and then you just simply turn that into an opportunity. You know, there's this old uh, proverb, this, this Chinese proverb, which is actually totally misinterpreted, which is that a crisis is an opportunity. And in fact, that symbol, that Chinese symbol of crisis is, does not mean opportunity, but there's a whole lot of, of optimists that have interpreted that and made most people to believe that. But it, in fact, it's not the case, but it's since we want it to be true, it is true in that truly crisis is an opportunity, you know, and, oh, and how can, how can we get into that mindset and, and truly make ourselves believe in this? One of the topics that I'm always interested in is this idea of rewiring our minds. You know, it's neural plasticity, you know, where yes. if, if we, if we can rewire our brains to be into the positive realm and be focused on our path, then actually the chances of us attaining that are much, um, are much higher. What is your take on all of this? Oh my gosh. That's literally how I recovered was studying neuroplasticity and neuroscience mm -hmm. and how you can 
just be more grateful. Gratitude is everything. Attitude is everything. An attitude of gratitude, that's a winning combination. So when I was able to take every single negative thought that passed through my brain, like, you know, nobody wants me because I wasn't getting any calls back, I would change that into, hey, you know, this is an adventure. I'm going to find the right thing. The right thing's going to come to me and just staying positive. And that's irritating, especially when you realize that, um, you know, it's, it's, good, it's good to have bad days. It's good to, to feel pain. It's good to cry. It's good to feel your emotions and just lean into that so that you can grow forward. So absolutely. I think the biggest thing that goes forward or hand in hand with neuroplasticity or a mindset reset is diet. And I, I, you know, it's easy to practice or preach, but it's harder to practice what you preach. And really focusing on, in on those brain health diets will help amplify that strategy, amplify that success so that you're reframing your mind will help it become more habitual. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was hard. That was very hard to spell. So what, <laughs> so what, give us, give us kind of a, what have you learned? What is it that we can kind of take away um, what can we start doing tomorrow that's in a very accessible way? This is a little bit of an intimidating topic. Yeah. Well, first, understanding that grieving is totally normal and you can mm. grieve in other ways. You don't have to grieve just for the loved, uh, lost loved one. You can grieve mm. for losing a career. You can grieve for, you know, not being as healthy as you used to be. You can be, grieve for aging even, you know. It's, <sighs> it's easy to accept that and move forward, but... Grieving is a very, very important process in terms of awareness, accepting, and moving forward. So mm. that's number one. And number two is just, you know, keep that positive mindset. Work on that attitude because attitude will get you through anything, anything. It's a make or break. If you don't have a good attitude, you're going to break. If you have a great one, you're going to make. So definitely choose to make. That's simple. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense to me. Right? So what are, what are some things that... Uh, that you might recommend in those moments, in those challenging moments that we have. One of the things that, that I do is I, I count backwards sometimes. You know, mm -hmm. if I'm in a moment and I, I don't want my reptilian brain to react in a survival instinct, I want to be much more logical about it. I want to tap into my limbic system. I just count backwards and that forces me to not respond in a survival-based uh, manner. Um, what are some, some, some suggestions that you might have for us? Yeah, I mean, breathe. It's easy to forget that we that we need to breathe. We tend to store up all this tension and our breathing gets shallow. And I'm not a life coach. And I used to think that yoga was for woo-woo granola moms. And I didn't want that to, to blend into that cliche. But it really right. is magnificent. And so mm. I even teach that to my son. I mean, you, you mentioned that you have a seven-year-old little boy. Mm. I have a six-year-old little boy. And when they're ready to have temper tantrums, the whole world better watch out because it will right. stop things. So we talk about blowing trouble bubbles because it helps him blow, like deep, deep, breathe deep and blow his troubles away. Just like releasing that bad energy and getting ready Ooh, for the good stuff. Yeah. Trouble bubbles. <laughs> trouble bubbles. I mean, I adults, that. pay attention. We could all learn from this. That's That's kind of cool. I mean, what we're doing in that way is we're kind of gamifying and making it fun to just breathe, get the oxygen, take that moment, tap into our limbic systems, make those smarter choices in real time so that we don't have a tantrum. Does that apply to kids? Yes. Does it apply to adults? Yes. <laughs> 
You know, um, I love that. I think the difference between kids and adults is that kids, they don't, they're not as tainted as adults. They haven't gone through the failures that we have and they haven't gone through the trials and the tribulations and all the horrific things that life has for us sometimes. They're much more innocent, you know? And I think that there's something that we can learn from, from kids. And I think that kids can learn something from us. And I think that I'm constantly, lear I've realized myself constantly learning from my kid because, because of my two kids actually because uh because of their innocence you know and their vulnerability and and that's something i talk about a lot heck yeah there's so much that you can learn from them and that's kind of what got me through my diagnosis and into full recovery is being able to relive that magic that magic mm. of curiosity that magic of vulnerability and being okay not being okay because mm. i think as a human species we're so I don't know. We're, we're held to this thing that we really need to just be strong all the time. But nobody's strong all the time unless you're a robot. So <laughs> be vulnerable. Embrace it. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of robots, my favorite new robot character is from Bill and Ted's Face the Music. Oh, jeez. The, the robot character is so funny because he's just superhuman and flawed and, and like insecure <laughs> robot that's just constantly worrying about failing and it's so funny the writers are so smart about it because they show all these human characteristics in a robot which would never take place and most right. of them come from his fear of failure and because he's so afraid to fail he just messes up all the time and he basically <laughs> just <laughs> screws up truth and just like the it's like the robot on futurama right like oh, yeah flaw, flawed i love it he's my right favorite. <laughs> right, right. Well, Hal Hal two thousand, uh, I think maybe was one of the one of the pioneers. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, speaking of this idea of you know fearing of failure, and that resulting in failure, uh, mm -hmm. can you speak to that? How can we avoid that? How can we avoid? It's like when I ride my bike, and I'm on a skinny little single track trail somewhere up in the mountains here and if i start to look this way or if i start to look this way my body goes that way yeah. and i might fall i might fall off the trail and i might lose my balance and hurt myself but if i stay on my trail and i look exactly where i want to go I, I, my chances of actually staying on the bike are, are much are much higher um please speak to this idea of you know speaking things into into fruition and focusing on success and having this positive mindset you know Failure is the biggest blessing of all, I think. Mm. Having, like you said, crisis. Crisis is a gift. And it's not easy to think that way when you're running through the trenches all full of mud. But it's easier to, to look at it in hindsight. And when I think about how I've gotten to where I am today. So, for example, when I first launched my business, I had over a million dollars in revenue generating opportunities come through in the first three months, which is huge for me, especially as somebody who had, you know, $200,000 in medical debt and uh, could hardly make ends meet. So being able to accept the fact that you are worth it, despite your flaws, despite the last pieces of failure that you've overcome and really embracing the success that comes your way. I think that's the biggest part because so many people don't have an ego. We talk a lot about ego and there's a lot of people who live with a big ego, but there's a lot of people who don't have an ego at all and live in a selfless sort of uh, lifestyle or, or mindset. So it's easy to see like a, an ounce of success and just kind of kiss it goodbye when really you should be embracing that. Mm. So I think that's a big piece of, of 
getting through failure because your failure should never define you. Your crisis should never define you. Your illness and disability should never define you. It should empower you to move forward. Yeah, so it's it's really about picking up the pieces, right? And um, you know that that perseverance, I think, is where a lot of people they give up, you know, and they say, you know what, I I, I can't do it. And and sometimes some third party can come into their lives and say, hey, listen, I believe in you, and that can give them the courage and the self love that they might not need. They might need, but a lot of the times they don't get that, you know, right. because it's it's something that is required within. You know, what would you say that that power within is that we all need that that idea of you know self love or self support? How can we tap more into that um, so that we can overcome failure, so that we can turn you know crisis into an opportunity? Oh, I wish I had an easy answer for you. So I am definitely not a life coach, but my biggest suggestion would be to hire somebody, like invest in yourself mm, by hiring a life coach. Yeah, because it's easy to look at something like that as an expense, especially when you're a selfless person and you're making a selfish kind of transaction. But it really is a freeing opportunity to find that self-love and put yourself in a, in a way, you know, you got to put that oxygen mask on first before you can help other people. And that goes for running a successful business as well. You really need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. So trust in the, trust in the experts, invest in yourself. I should like be paid for this. <laughs> Start <laughs> yeah. dropping names, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So speaking of experts, so let's talk about your expertise and what would you say the biggest problem that you're solving is? Ooh, my, okay. So I was, channeled down this road because of my inability to get hired and marking that disability box. And I realized that there was some uh, potential there for marketing. So using my marketing and social selling background and education, I was able to create this personal brand that made me look like a mermaid in a sea of dolphins, you know, um, which is really cool to see. And within two weeks, I had two job offers on the table and I was able to really shake things up, but then teach other people what I knew. And the biggest why behind that mission was because of a lack of hope. You know, we talked about these things. We talk about how it's easy to let fear and failure hold you back. And the leading cause of illness in, in people, patients with multiple sclerosis, isn't the deterioration. It's actually deep, 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 deep. I'm going to hit you with it. It's actually suicide. Mm. People take their own lives because they feel like a burden. They don't want to put up with it. They can't deal with the healthcare costs. They can't deal with the broken system, which I feel like I go into like a weird, like, ah, crazy person there. But it really is true. And being able to reframe all of that in terms of your own personal brand and your own way that you believe in yourself and you market yourself as a professional and just as a human, that's the most freeing thing ever. So that's what I do, personal branding in a nutshell with social media influence. And I teach people how to do all that stuff so that they can feel empowered and inspired and really rock it so that they don't feel like a burden on society. Mm. So, <laughs> you know, it, this, this hits home. I, you don't even know this hits home. Actually, there's a, there's a, in our family, in our extended family, there's a, there's a story that, that this hits home directly to. So I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a deep, it's a deep topic. Uh, it's an important topic. Um, I, I love this idea of, of being transparent and tapping into that idea of being vulnerable of what you've been through, because what it does from my perspective is that it make, it makes me realize 
this human being has a story and she has been through things. And as a result, she's learned and progressed and transcended. And this level of honesty is exactly what people want, I think. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are selling personal branding, social. There's there's a handful, right? Let's admit that. But but at the same time, there's not a lot of people that are going to allow us to tap into our, you know, innermost concerns. I don't want to call them weaknesses. I want to call them, you know, realities, you know, maybe crises. And then that can figure out a way to turn those into storytelling, you know, because I think at the end of the day, branding is is about storytelling. So what is the process for you? Like if you get a new client, how do you work with them? What, what does that look like? What's the discovery process? How do you kind of kick it off? What does that all look like? I mean, it is a very vulnerable process because that vulnerability and authenticity works like glue. It attracts the right people and it comes them sticking to you. So it's great for building real, real relationships that last, not that burn and turn kind of clientele or, or you know, the, the, the sales transactions that are all just sales-based. It has a life of meaning and fulfillment. And I know that sounds weird and it sounds cheesy at times, but it really is. Fulfillment is something that everybody desires. Everybody wants to be happy and live the life of their dreams. And it's possible. I mean, I'm living proof that you can do it. I've been through hell and back and I'm just helping share what I've learned too to grow forward. So how does that look with somebody I do this visualization exercise um, mm. that is just freaking remarkable. <laughs> Excuse okay. me. I get really excited when I think right. about it. Nice. Um, but it really helps me guide my client down the road of um, they, they envision their, their most fond memories in the form of pictures in a, in a hallway that they imagine. And when they walk down this hallway, they need to pick off three of their favorite photos. There are three of their favorite pictures. And they take that with them and they open the door at the end of that hallway and they walk out. And then we talk about those pictures, what those memories represent and how that um, holds them in, in, in a uniqueness. What is it about those memories that make them special, that tie to their heart and their vulnerability so that they can really be an authentic version of themselves and attract the right traffic as well? So I know that sounds super vague, but without having 30 minutes to guide you through like a, a visualization exercise, it's the best that I can do. That was, no, that was brilliant. I really appreciate that. That was, that was totally brilliant. And then what is the, um, the, the regimen that one might take on their, their journey, on their path of building a personal brand? What are some of the ingredients that you might recommend on this journey? Oh, you know, there's a lot of questions around balancing personal and professional, especially on a platform as professional as LinkedIn. Um, but there's a way. I mean, I talk a lot about how to build a, a delicious recipe for success. You would never think about throwing zucchini into a bread, right? Like who would have thought about making zucchini bread or freaking banana bread? Or mm. I don't know, why would you throw a fruit into bread? Whatever, it's fine. If nobody likes fruitcake. But the way that you do it with a, a successful personal and professional brand is you are able to take those those uh, ingredients that make you who you are. So how did I, how was I able to take chronic illness, 
being in a biker community with motorcyclists and heavy metal to this magical arena talking about unicorns and mermaids. There's a lot of, of uh, magic that comes in building those little details through. So a regimen is talking about it all, laying it all out on the table, build a vision board of every single flavor of your life so that you can encapsulate that into your personal brand. That's a good way to get started. And the second part would be to track with that vision board those lessons that you've learned that have shaped you into the human that you are because those are the stories that again are going to attract that clientele that will help you make those sales and be successful in your career can you guide me through the vision board process the last time i went through it was about a about i think about 12 to maybe 15 years ago is what's the reboot on that <laughs> What's the new <laughs> what's the new digital version? Because when I did it, it was it was literally a paper. Oh yeah. Paper. <laughs> I mean, do the paper for sure. I mean, okay. smack it all over your walls and get it everywhere. Get the glitter out and the ribbons, all that stuff. <laughs> but you want to take the, the the idea there is to go through your magazines, go through as much as you can, your your photos, all of that jazz pull out those things that are the most meaningful to you in terms of where you want to be. How do you want your life to look? Do you want to be on the beach once every single year? I, you're probably real close to the beach. I see a surfboard <laughs> in the background, but I'm in Wisconsin, the Northwoods, so that's foreign to us. Um, but making sure that you have that there, because there's a lot in terms of manifesting when you can see it and you can focus in on it regularly with routine. So vision boarding, there's so many different ways. I don't really think there is a wrong way to do it as long as you put the work in and build one that really does resonate. Got it. And then what was the last time that you created one for yourself? Ooh, about a year ago. It's probably time to refresh it. That's, I mean, that's fresh. I mean, compared to me 15 years ago. almost. <laughs> oh my goodness. But how, how different are you as a human than 15 years ago? The problem, the problem with me and the last time that I did it is that I, I didn't have the confidence to say what I really wanted in life. You know, I, mm, I, yeah. I felt like by putting certain things in there, whether it was uh, career goals, um, financial goals, familial goals, happiness goals, I felt like I was being a little bit, uh, I don't know, self-serving or it looked a little tacky. Um, and now I've realized in my, in my more mature years <laughs> that, that you know, <laughs> we just have to say, look, this is, this is what we want and we want to get it. And I think where I have found my peace in this is that the more successful, the happier I can be, the more content that I can be, the more I can help others, you know, and that, Absolutely. and that's because everything else just felt selfish and inauthentic. And it never, I lacked the, I lacked the, uh, the, the drive because, mm -hmm. because I didn't realize that my lifting myself up could thereby lift other people up and, and vice versa. Absolutely. And, and your business and your values and your vision changes too. your values, not so much, but your vision will absolutely evolve as you evolve. I mean, just becoming parents is a magical experience on its own. And you change so much in terms of the way that you think of things like you never would, would have thought as a staircase as being dangerous before, you know, there's a lot of things that shift, but that's why I suggest that these vision boards shouldn't happen every 15 years. They should happen almost annually. Now I'm always I'm always that guy that that uh, that says, well, there's got to be a digital version of that. So, oh yeah, so, there is for sure. So I, I've never Googled this, but I'm really curious. You know, if we were to type in, um, you know, web-based or digital, you know, vision board, I'm picturing, 
you know, there's a little search engine. You can find images, stock stuff. You can find celebs and fancy yachts, and you can just put it, <laughs> put it all on a board and, and say, look, this is what I this is what I want, and then and then share it on social media and say, hey guys, look, I created my vision board. You know, uh, check out this cool yeah. stuff. If check it's not invented yet, you need to come up with something. Right? That's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Maybe this conversation can be the, the catalyst to, to that new thing, but I'm sure, I'm sure it exists. Um, but that's that's am that's amazing feedback. Uh, where can people learn more about you and your business? Yeah, so over the the years, well, the years over the last two years, <laughs> I'm kind of green to the area of being uh, entrepreneur. But LinkedIn, I've built, I have almost 77,000 followers over there because of the like-minded people that are interested in leveling up and being authentically themselves and being courageous enough to be authentic and vulnerable. So LinkedIn for sure, Chantal Sumas, also ChantalSumas.com. That's where you can learn more. And then also my business, Stardust Creative is our brand agency. So there's that too, StardustCreative.net. Amazing. <laughs> I know there's a lot there. No, that's, that's. That's perfect. I'm just going to put a little caption here. Make sure that there's no, no, no typos. Uh, amazing. Well, I listen, I really appreciate, appreciate this combo, and I can't wait to continue the conversation on LinkedIn and all the social platforms. One of the things that we always do with these is that we cut them up into shorter clips and we kind of start to share them. And, you know, not everyone wants to listen to a 25 minute podcast. So uh, for that, we have, you know, two, two minute micro podcasts that we'll create from this. Boom. Um, so uh, I can't wait to share this with you, Chantel. Woohoo, me too. I can't wait. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks Bye for the, now. the talk. Yeah. <laughs> See I'm you gonna later. Go, I'm going to go create my vision board. Boom. <laughs> do it. Do it with your son. He'll I have will. fun. <laughs> he loves blue and scissors. Done. <laughs> I'll see you later. See ya. Bye.